0: I can't believe it, it's here already. That means I get to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and wherever it is that you're, you're going to go tomorrow, whether it's an office, a construction site, a grocery store, wherever it is, you're going to be surrounded by people that do not love the Lord the way you do. And by broken people. They are broken just as you and I have been broken. And whatever uh, effect that has on their life sometimes touches us, unfortunately. And we have to go ahead and confront those situations. So we are still here. God didn't take you. As soon as you were saved, he didn't say, okay, let's go. Boom. Maybe some people, right? We can remember the, the thief on the cross. There's No other way to go. But you will be with me today in paradise. But most of us were saved and God still left us here for a reason, for a purpose. And we are all aware of this, and we've said it before, we will experience tribulation, difficulties, and temptations. Amen? Life in the Lord is full of joy. We have victory. We experience true peace. We experience true hope. But we are not exempt from going through all these trials and tribulations. So I'm not going to be one of those preachers that sits here and tells you, "Oh, you know, everything's going to go perfect for you, and you're going to find the right parking space at the right time in the right place." Right? I'm not going to tell you that stuff. Is that not what Christ taught us? Amen. We are going to experience these things. But our Lord Jesus Christ was not exempt from that, as we all know it. And when we carefully read chapters four of the Gospels of Matthew, Matthew and Luke. We can observe the drama that unfolded during one of Christ's most intense seasons of his life, aside from the cross. Luke chapter 4, verses 1 and 2 reads, Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by whom? The Spirit, into the wilderness being tempted for 40 days by by the devil. In those days, he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. You know, when I was a teenager and I would read this scripture, I would say, Really? You don't think? When I was a teenager, I remember I went on a mission trip to Honduras. And they took us to a uh, restaurant where, I don't know if you've ever eaten pupusas. Have you tried pupusas before? They're this fried tortilla looking things with a bunch of uh, pickled, uh, like sauerkraut stuff and spice and stuff like that. Guys, I ate 20 of those in one sitting. <laughs> I was 16 years old and I was this skinny. I don't know where it went. I think my toes <laughs> popped out of my feet. But I ate... Twenty of those pupusas in one sitting. I was a hungry boy, so when I would read this and say, "You don't say!" After forty days, he's going to be hungry because twenty minutes will go by and I was hungry already. But he was hungry. It says that he was filled with the Spirit. He had just come from having an encounter with John the Baptist. And we know uh, the account. When he was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon him. It was a wonderful uh, uh, encounter. And that same Spirit that came upon him and declared who he was before witnesses, that same Holy Spirit, God himself, whom he is filled with, leads him into the wilderness. I want to remind you something. Wilderness is another word for the desert. I was just listening to a song by a band from a long time ago. Some of you youngsters might not know who they are. Name was America. Horse with no name. (laughs) Good song, huh? In the desert, everything is dry and arid. And the Spirit led him in that direction. I want to remind you this morning that a lot of the places that you're going to find yourself in that are difficult, that are strenuous, that are challenging, that are not very comfortable, that are not very uh, enjoyable in your humanity have been appointed by God. And I know this is hard to understand, but God is doing something with those situations in your life. God is trying to help you grow To the next level in your spiritual walking and your intimacy with the Lord. Amen? So he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. For what? To be tempted. And where he fasted for 40 days. Now the wonderful thing is that the Lord Jesus resisted temptation. Praise God that he did. And he did it with the word of God. While Satan was using the word of God to deceive, to try to deceive. Okay? Now I want to tell you something about the desert and the wilderness. In biblical times, people feared the desert as a place inhabited by obviously beasts of prey, serpents and scorpions, and even demons. To them it represented a place of, 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 uh, of fear, of loneliness, of uh, vulnerability. In every single way, not just physically, but even spiritually. Spiritually. So this was an extremely intense moment for the Lord Jesus. It was an extremely physically strenuous and exhausting moment. He was tired. He was hungry. He was confronting the being who embodies maximum evil in the universe. Face to face, basically. The devil himself. But after he resists, the devil flees. And angels minister to him. And we see the following things in the following verses. In Luke chapter 4, verses 14 and 15, it says And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of whom? The Spirit is the same person. This is the same person he was filled with, the same person who led him into the desert, and the same one who gives him power. And news about him spread through all the surrounding region. And he began teaching in their synagogues and was praised by all. Matthew 4, 17 says, From that time, Jesus began to preach. From that time, after going through these 40 days, Jesus began to preach and say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew uh, chapter 4, verse 23, Jesus was going about in all of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every sickness among the people. He returned in the power of the Spirit. That's the number one thing. He returned in the power of the Spirit of God in order to fulfill the purpose for which he came here on earth for. But he had to go through this situation first. What does that tell you about me and you? God is preparing us. God is preparing you. Now, some of you might not be in my position here, or Pastor Zeke or Pastor Mark, where you come behind a pulpit. But you have a calling. I was just sharing last week in the Spanish service of two gentlemen that come to our congregation. One in the Spanish ministry, one in the English ministry. They are not pastors here in this church. They're not even Sunday school teachers. One of them is retired, one of them is a business owner. And these guys are preaching the gospel everywhere they go. These guys, they, one of them sees a, 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 a person on the street and he starts ministering to that person. The other one, you know, he tells me about things that lead him, in the Spirit, and God talks to him and tells him, hey, go tell this person this. Or he sees some, you, you see what I'm saying? Each and every one of you has a purpose that God has called you to in order to fulfill, to build his kingdom. And to proclaim the excellencies of God to the world surrounding us. You're not coming here just to warm a chair. You're not coming here just to receive and eat the good things like going to a restaurant and you leave your your tip and that's it, I'm done. Ouch. i got to tell you the truth. You have a calling. You have a calling. And so he returned in the power of the Spirit. He became famous. Well known Now that can have two effects It's a good thing and it can also be a very difficult thing And we'll see why He taught in the synagogues He began to preach repentance and he healed the sick In other words He was fulfilling and carrying out his calling and purpose He was being effective And he was bearing fruit He was doing it so efficiently That neither fame Nor opposition Deterred him. And that's really important. In fact, some of the, the, the same group of people that admired him in Nazareth, his, his place where he grew up, uh, while he, was, he stood up to, uh, you know, to read, and he, he uh, uh, shared about the, the scripture that had been fulfilled at that moment, they afterward despised him and even attempted to kill him after he told them the truth. Because as the old saying goes, the truth can hurt, right? And that's exactly what he did. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you this morning that it is necessary to go through our deserts. And some of you may be just coming out of a desert, you may be going through one, or you're about to go into one. And it is necessary that we go through our deserts. Your desert can be one or more of various experiences in life or situations. Losing your job. Losing a loved one. Going through a disease. Your children rebelling. Stressful moments in ministry. In other words, when your world feels like it's going to turn upside down, like it's turning upside down. It is a desert. During those moments, our faith is tested. In First Peter chapter 1, verses 6 and 7, it says... In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials. I'm sorry, by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold, that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus. So our faith is being tested. Just as he told the people of Israel in Deuteronomy that we just read, he was trying, you know, he was trying to show them what was in their hearts. Let me tell you something, the difficult moments in our lives really bring out what's in our hearts, don't they? I had an experience. I work in sales and I had a situation where a sale felt like it almost was put on my lap. A big one. Like it came on a silver platter, right? And I said, yes, this is the Lord blessing me. Hallelujah. This is a, this is a good one right here. And I started getting really happy and I was talking to the, the wife, you know, of the, the couple that was purchasing this and uh, okay, let me get my husband on the phone. Husband got on the phone and it was a completely different situation. Very, very harsh man. Very challenging to the point that it, It it, uh, upset me so much. And certain things that God knew were in my heart started coming out. And I lost the sale. And you start saying, man, I thought it was going to be a blessing. Well, it was. (laughs) Because sometimes God uses those things to bless you, to show you what's in your heart for what you have to repent for in order to walk a more intimate and holy life with him. So it was a blessing, but from a different perspective. It is necessary to go through our deserts, ladies and gentlemen. Our faith is tested. It is also the time when we are intensely tempted and the enemy wants to deceive us with false solutions. Peter, Peter experienced this. Judas, Moses, Abraham, and many more. Some passed the test and unfortunately others failed. What are you going to do? What am I going to do? Here's the lesson. The one who spends time with the father and resists temptation to trust in him or herself and instead decides to trust in the Lord. First of all, he or she is going to obtain the victory. And the victory doesn't always look like what you think it is, right? I thought the victory was that big sale, but the victory was for me to change and for me to be a more loving person, more understanding, less bitter, less less controlled by my anger. Number two, that person is going to be efficient and effective in their calling. What does that mean? It means that, first of all, you're going to enjoy doing what God has called you to do. Look, if God has called you to be an entrepreneur and to, be a min- to minister to others through your, your business and your job, you're going to look forward to Monday every, every week. Because wherever you're at, that's where God has called you. Amen? Wherever you are, that's where God has called you. I just spoke to a brother who, he was in this job where he thought it was going to be wonderful. He was going to get a a, a better pay, a better schedule. He says, man, more opportunity. And from the first day that he walked into that place, he was disappointed. And he was there for two years. He was there for two years just, you know, going through all the things that he didn't like. He didn't understand why. God was working on his character, on him being patient, on him trusting in the Lord, on him being a witness in the middle of a situation where there were a lot of people who didn't love the Lord at all and lived all kinds of, you know, evil lives. God was, uh, was using him there. And after those two years, he found another job where if he wouldn't have had this one, that other job wouldn't have taken him because of the experience that he had there. You see how God works? So you will be efficient and effective. What does effective mean? Is that you will bear fruit. The Lord tells us that he wants us to bear fruit. He wants us to bear fruit. And we, we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, patience, love, kindness, all these things that will bring glory to his name and will bless other people. We will bear fruit, we will be effective. That person is going to have also the courage to say the truth, even if it costs them. You and I can agree that we are living in times where it is very risky to tell the truth a lot of times, right? Even on social media. People get canceled. People get persecuted for it. But that person who trusts in the Lord and spends time with Him during these difficult moments will have the courage to say the truth even if it costs them. This person will experience fulfillment and true success. It's not about buying a home, it's not about having the perfect career, it's not about your children behaving perfectly all the time, it's not about um, all these things that we think should be success, but it's in regards to walking in the will of the Lord. If you are walking in God's will for your life, you are truly successful. Even if you have a 1995 Honda Civic where it rains harder inside than outside. (laughs) Or you live in a two-bedroom apartment and your job only pays you the minimum. But if you are walking in God's will, you're being a light. You're bearing fruit. You are truly successful. That's true success. And that's true fulfillment in the Father. And let me tell you, many times you're going to be tempted during those times. Well, why don't you have the house yet? Well, why, why don't you have a better car? Uh, trying to distract you from those things. But you are truly successful when you are walking in the will of God. Amen. Amen? That person will please the Father. The Word of God says that we are called to be a living sacrifice. A korban in Hebrew. I think that's the word. That's how you say it. A sacrifice allows you to draw near to the Lord. And the ultimate sacrifice was the Lord Jesus Christ. But then we also are to present ourselves as a living sacrifice where we draw near to him and we will be pleasing to him. And the Bible says that it is like a pleasing aroma in the Old Testament when the the sacrifice was burnt before him with the right heart attitude. The Bible says that it was a pleasing aroma to the Lord When a person is walking in this way, when a disciple of Christ is walking in this way, our living sacrifice, our life, pleases the Father, and it's a sweet-smelling aroma before Him. It pleases Him. How many of us want to please the Father? I know I want to please the Father. I know I've messed up quite a few times, but I want to please Him. And this person will experience true joy here on earth. True joy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we experience a lot of things that give us happiness once in a while, don't Don't they? We experience situations where everything is going so nice and smooth. I've had situations, family life, where everything's going really good and I'm, I'm happy. And then all of a sudden, a situation comes up where we have an argument, there are differences, and bam! I talked to a client who called me, and uh, he went to the Grand Canyon. Had a brand new... 2023 Ford F-150. You know those F-150s that cost about 90 grand? Whew, that's a lot of money. Right? And he took it to the Grand Canyon and he called me because it died on him and he couldn't get it turned back on. I can guarantee you that that man when he went to go see that, that truck the smell of the, the leather all the gadgets and the you know the GPS, wow! Wow! Signed his life away with, like, who knows, 9% interest rate. <laughs> Sat down in that truck and drove it out of the lot. He was feeling happy. You know? $800 a month. But I'm happy. <laughs> and all of a sudden, that happiness just dissipated in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> happiness, according to the world, is temporary. But true joy in the Lord is Real, it lasts forever. I don 't know about you, but I've been in situations in my deserts like I said, where the world is upside down, and I 'm in god's presence and, and, and everything still makes sense, even though in my mind in human, you know in a human way, it doesn't make sense in his presence, everything makes sense because you experience true joy I'm going to ask you these questions and you will talk about them in your connect groups, but I just want to put them out there for you. Do you know what your purpose is? Well, Pastor, I don't know. I mean, I I don't know what to do. I'm not a good teacher. Uh, You know, I I don't read a lot. Um, uh, Sometimes I get, you know, kind of nervous when I talk to other people. Start with your main purpose, according to what's written here already. Your main purpose is to have an intimate relationship with the Lord. Start there. If you've neglected times with God on your own, outside of these four walls, start there. Start having some time with God. If you've neglected being discipled and coming to all the resources that we have in this place for you to grow, spending time with other people in the Lord, being taught the word of God, start there. Start. That's your purpose. And God will guide you little by little In regards to what you have to do specifically You know I was one of those kids Like uh, Pastor Zeke That in uh, VBS uh, I came to faith in the Lord It was a VBS in Southern California A long long time ago In the galaxy far away (laughs) Back in the 1980's (laughs) And uh, I remember the It was in Spanish It was the pastor's wife They were from Bolivia and they showed us the uh, colors, you know, those colors that represent sin and the red and the blood of Jesus. And I, I gave my life to the Lord at the age of eight. Then, of course, as all teenagers do, I went through my little, eh, whatever, right? And at the age of 16, God touched my heart again. And I did not know what to do. I didn't know what my purpose was. But as I started to allow God to work in my life and receive the people that God was using to to sow into my life and get into an intimate relationship with Him, I would spend sometimes an hour at the age of 17 in my room alone speaking to God and allowing Him to talk to me. Little by little, He kept leading me in the direction that He wanted to direct me. And He will do the same for you. I don't care if you're 17 or 47. It's the same spirit. The same God that created the universe who knows you inside out. Who saw you being informed, as David said, in the intricacies in the most secret place of your mother's womb. He saw you. He knows you. So do it. Are you trusting in the Father during difficult times? Are you having intimacy with Him? Start there. Start. God. Wants to fulfill his purpose in your life And next time you go through a difficult time Think about how your perspective will be Based on what you've heard today And what you know from the word of God Where if you're going through a difficult time right now How is your perspective changing As you understand what God is speaking to you this morning In order to look at it from a different direction In a different way So that you will come out the victorious person That God wants you to be In the name of Jesus Christ Father I pray For every single person In this room Lord I thank you That your word is not falling on deaf ears I thank you Father That it is a seed Being planted in the hearts Of every living soul In this room In the name of Jesus And whoever might listen online later Father And they would allow them Lord To be the person that you want them to be Father, I pray for those who are going through difficult, painful moments at this time. I pray, Lord, that you would comfort them, that you would embrace them, that you would remind them that you have not abandoned them, Lord, that you would give them your peace that surpasses all understanding and that they would trust in you, knowing, Lord, that they will come out as the person, Lord, who is victorious and that their, their, uh, their life would be a pleasing sacrifice to you, Lord. And that it will be a blessing and a testimony to other people in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for this community. I thank you for this congregation, for both the Spanish and English-speaking congregations. I thank you that you have a purpose that you will fulfill. That even in the middle of difficult circumstances, you will be glorified, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Even in the middle of strenuous situations, Father, you will be glorified. And you will do and accomplish what you have already planned. Because nothing and no one can stand in your way, Lord. Nothing and no one can stand in the way of what you have already planned for each person here. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray freedom. I pray freedom here in their minds and in their hearts. Lord, that as we do what your word says, Father, that we turn our thoughts to you. That we present ourselves as a living sacrifice. That we are changed up here by your word. That we would know what your good and perfect Will is for us. And that that would bring glory to your name and blessing to all the people that are around us. And Father, that we would experience the joy that you want us to experience. Because you want us to experience joy, Father. The ultimate goal is joy in you. And that we would understand that nothing else will satisfy us the way you do, Daddy. In Jesus' name, we give you all the praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We go from glory to glory to sisters have an awesome day enjoy the rest with your family amen hallelujah